Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make cryptocurrency fast, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less. Helping to take crypto mainstream. All right, today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about security and protection. Now, it's been some exciting times since our last episode. We've seen quite a bit of some bullish movement happening in the crypto market. A lot of gains over the last couple of weeks and a lot going on. So I'm not really going to talk too much about that. We're kind of moving sideways right now. But if you're listening to this episode, chances are you are in crypto for the long term or looking at it as a long term solution. So today I wanted to talk about something that everybody needs to know about. Honestly, even if you're not in crypto, it's security and protection. So there's so many different things happening in the crypto space, so many different security protocols that are out there, but it's really up to you to control your privacy, to control your protection. You are the bank, you are the security company, you're everything when it comes to crypto and how well you protect your information depends on how safe your funds really are uh, that you may have in crypto, uh, you know, and that that's really what you want to understand is I tell people all the time when you're downloading a wallet, you know, a true cryptocurrency wallet and it gives you a backup seed, backup phrase, you own it, right? There's no customer service you can contact and say, hey, I forgot my password. Can I get it reset? No, you are that customer service company. So don't get lazy when it comes to storing those backup seeds and keys. I'm going to dig a little bit more into that. So First and foremost, make sure your computer's up to date. This is basic. This is not just crypto, but make sure everything you're up to date on antivirus, any anti-malware, make sure uh, you're not just downloading uh, you know, a bunch of files that you find online. Make sure that you're really protecting your information, protecting your computer, because this is not just crypto. Uh, any of your accounts could be compromised if you, if you don't take good security measures, if you don't protect your computer. And... You can, you know, you can have your identity stolen. You can have credit cards opened in your name. So there's so many different things that can happen. Uh, make sure, first and foremost, you protect your computer. Uh, I recommend having antivirus and anti-malware on not only your computers that you use, but also your phones, right? Phones, uh, I think, let's say it's safe to say that people use their phones more than they use computers these days. So phones are very vulnerable. But your phone is typically where it may not be where you're going to store the bulk of your cryptocurrency or access the bulk of your cryptocurrency. But like me, you're going to have multiple wallets on your phone, mobile wallets that you can use when you need to pay for something with crypto. Right. So you want to make sure that you're protecting all of your equipment that you're utilizing. Password protection. So, guys, password password protection is key. Uh, And the biggest thing you need to know about password protection is don't be lazy. Right. Don't just make your same password for everything. Don't make it easy to where there's not a good combinations of letters, numbers, and symbols. Uh, make it complex. Make it something that you need to, uh, you know, that nobody can just guess or any kind of simple hacking protocol can guess it with, uh, you know, some, some automated processes. So make sure you do that. Um, don't be lazy. So, uh, a lot of people may just just store their passwords in their uh, in their note notepad on their phone or you know or, or or in a word document on their computer. Don't do that, right? Um, because those simple layers can can get breached. And if you have any vital crucial information there, then that can be you know, that can happen. You know, if you get to a point where you need a password manager, 
something that will store all your passwords and you access it with one complex password. Uh, you know, that it's something that there are vulnerabilities with those, but there are some very good options out there. Some of the research I've done and, and things that I've used, uh, LastPass is one, uh, Keeper is another one, uh, 1Password is another example. Um, but, you know, even with those, I mean, a lot of them store your passwords and it's basically a copy and paste uh, when you go into it, right? It doesn't autofill into the apps that you're pulling up on your phone. Uh, now, I think 1Password actually does autofill. But even if that, you know, make it to where you, you, even what you save on the password manager, change the last letter or the last number or whatever character that is. That way, whenever you paste that new password that's stored in your password manager, before you hit enter, you would then backspace and maybe change that last letter. Next layer protection, right? Um, there, there are some promising blockchain-based password managers that are coming out. Uh, came across one I've been, uh, it's actually in beta mode right now. You can test it for free and it's called Block Vault. Now Block Vault is a decentralized application that's built on the Blockstack blockchain. You go to blockstack.org um, and blockstack.org blockstack is developing a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of content uh, in their community. Uh, they're basically a decentralized blockchain web solution. Uh, that's really looking to shake up the whole internet protocol, right? So they, they, they've also had a, a lot of their community has created apps. You can go in there, you can click on uh, the different apps. Uh, you can click view all apps created by our community. And you can see a lot of what's out there as far as decentralized applications. Now, obviously, there's more than just security and password. There's ID management. There's even a decentralized podcast hosting where instead of all your podcasts being host, you up, host it, you upload it to one central server. The decentralized approach is you upload, you basically are running a node that that is linked to um, you know to that, and you control instead of the uh, the hosting service, you control who can access your content. Uh, I mean, there there's a bunch of other different protocols in there. There's there's photo storage uh, on the blockchain, a lot of different things that give you the decentralization that a lot of people want, that security of truly owning their own data and controlling who and what gets access to their data uh, versus we just give all control up to Google because Google controls all or whatever whatever platform you're using. So that's something that is definitely something you want to take a look at. Uh, again, that's blockstack.org. Uh, you can check them out. And when you scroll through their apps, Block Vault is their decentralized application for a password manager. Um, the other thing when it comes to password management is two-factor authentication. This is crucial on really everything you do, not just crypto accounts. Uh, use it for all of your accounts that are, that are available, all of your passwords. And with two-factor authentication, of course, the most popular one that's utilized by most is Google Authentication. It is a time-based app protocol that you sync up with the website that you're storing a password for. And after you log in, so even let's say someone cracks the code, they figure out what your password is and they log in. What two-factor authentication allows you to do is it allows you to not be able to log in unless you can open that app on your phone and give that time-based code. The time-based code changes about every 30 seconds. So on Google Authenticate, for instance, it's a six-digit number that changes every 30 seconds and it's linked, it's synced to that website. So 
you've got to put the, the number that's active at that time in as a second part of authentication, hence two-factor authentication. Now there's backup phrases, you know, backup phrases for this as well that you want to make sure you store just in case your phone gets lost or stolen and you download, you know, you download the app on a new phone. You can't just log into it. You've got to restore it. So having that, that, you know, that, that backup key is, is crucial to make sure that you can back it up. So Google Authenticate is one of the most popular ones. Authy, A-U-T-H-Y, is another one that has been used quite a bit. It just depends on what's available on that particular site. But it is something that gives you a second layer of protection. Now, some websites may pop up and say they're two-factor authentication. They give you the option of using an authentication app or utilizing text messages, right? SMS to where they, when you log in, they text you a code. Many of you may be familiar with that, and then you have to enter that code. Sounds great. It's better than nothing, but we've all heard cases, uh, or if you haven't, I can tell you about cases where uh, people have had their their phones basically copied with it called SIM swapping, where um, you know someone else gains access to their account info, clones the the SIM card, and is able to replicate that. So whenever the text is supposed to go to you, it goes to somebody else who then can hack into your account. So two-factor authentication is something that you want to make sure you're using on, like I mentioned before, not just your cryptocurrency accounts, but all accounts. Uh, that is the key. So next, let's look into uh, crypto related. So your private keys or backup seeds, how do you protect that? And that again, I, like I said, don't get lazy when it comes to your protection. Some people want to just copy and paste it onto a Word document or copy and paste it onto the notepad on your phone. That's not a good practice, right? Anything happens to uh, to your phone, your phone can get easily compromised, or maybe you don't even know that that notepad app may not be that secure. Maybe there's a back door that hackers can find. So don't store it there. Don't get lazy. Make sure first and foremost, always keep a physical copy written down somewhere private, uh, somewhere, you know, locked in a safe is the best place. Uh, if you have a safe in your house, if not get a lock box or locking drawer cabinet, but something somewhere. And then also, I want to reference back, if you go back to podcast episode 81, I, I, get, you know, I challenge you to take a listen back at podcast 81 where we did an interview with a CEO of SafeLedger. Now what SafeLedger is, it is a, you know, basically a management system for your private keys, for your backup seeds, anything like that to be able to, you know, store all that, even, you know, password manager, uh, it's encrypted, the encryption is phenomenal on it. And it doesn't leave any trace on your phone. You actually download the program onto a USB flash drive, right? You get your own flash drive. Now, they do have flash drives you can order with it, but the easiest way to get it instantly is to get your own flash drive, download the protocol. Uh, remember, I remember right, it was like 15 to 20 bucks for the download. And you want to have multiple of those, right? Because you can download it and you can store all of that onto the flash drive and have an extra copy of all your backup keys, backup seeds. Uh, it, it's way more secure than having it stored just, just on your computer, and it gives you that layer of encryption that allows you to make sure uh, no one can access it. And, you know, just for just for all intents and purposes, I tested it out. So what happened was uh, in, a, in a crypto group that we're in on Facebook, the guy, that the CEO of the company, he had was offering a free safe ledger to some people in the group myself included. 
And it was a very large group. So, you know, sometimes people sneak in and they, they post scams. And, you know, a, a here's a program that'll store all your private keys, right? So with all of our red flags going off saying scam, he handled himself very well, kind of explained what the problem, what, what it was, what the protocol was, how he already cleared it with the, the admin and the creator of the group that, that basically he had a legitimate product and offered us to test it out. So I took him up on that challenge. I was like, okay, let me test it out and I will utilize it. Uh, and if it's something that I like, I'll bring you on for a podcast episode. So obviously I did podcast episode 81 with him. So you can, you can expect that, you know, I did like it. I liked it a whole lot because you can utilize it offline. So even if you take your computer offline and you, you know, just to make sure it's secure, that there's no, uh, you know, no system tapped into your computer monitoring everything you do. Couldn't find any trace of the backup keys or any kind of information whenever uh, it was removed, you know, removed from the computer. Um, And then, uh, you know, also that something that he even recommended is alter a certain word in your seed phrase. So when you download, say, a, a wallet and it gives you a 12 to 20 word seed phrase that you've got to be able to put in order, make it a point to, to pick two numbers, like maybe word, I mean, let me pick some numbers I'm not using, maybe word four and word eight and reverse those two words and what you save on the safe ledger. That way, whenever, even if someone was to say, be able to quote unquote hack into your safe ledger and they see that, they don't really know which words that you have transposed. So it's another layer of security. Uh, can't, can't stress it enough. Don't get lazy when it comes to security. Don't sleep on this. You are the bank. You don't want to leave your vault wide open. You know, if if you live in a not not so good neighborhood, are you going to leave your front door not just unlocked but wide open? And that's what happens when you utilize poor password security because there are you know, there's, a, there's a lot of people online there that, that that have ill intentions that are really just looking to exploit vulnerabilities. And a lot of times, the vulnerability is not necessarily in the program or protocol itself, but it's in the security where the human interaction comes into play. Um, that is really what the problem is. So, um, and even on your phone security, right? So if you have on your cell phone, make sure that you can't just swipe, swipe across the phone to unlock it. Um, have a complex pin and, and, or even if, you know, fingerprint security, whatever's available, um, two factor authentication on as many apps as you can on your phone. I mean, I've got it on, uh, Google apps. I've got it on Facebook. I've got two factor authentication on really most apps, even, you know, Google Drive or anything, even if someone wants to access the settings on my phone, they need to be able to, they need to have access, they need to know that complex pin that I have set up, right? And then and then when you're browsing websites, website security is also crucial. Uh, website browsing, uh, you want to use a good web browser. I personally like Brave. Now, if you haven't tried the Brave browser, you're going to want to check it out. Um, it's built with the Chrome protocol, so it's very similar to Chrome. But it's it's very fast. It's got block, you know, it's got built-in blockers for ads and website trackers. Uh, you can use it on your phone and on your computer. Uh, it's available on both, and I really like it. Also, of course, it utilizes the Brave, I mean, the BAT, Basic Attention Token, to reward content creators. You're also able to utilize cryptocurrency to tip content creators as well. So I like the way this is headed as far as getting people to utilize cryptocurrency. Uh, built-in wallet to hold that and you know there's more coming as far as other cryptos that will better be stored on that wallet um, you know so that that's some some protocols you want to use for website security now also when you're looking up websites right we hear about things 
you hear about Binance. Maybe you never heard of Binance before and you're like, okay, I want to check out that exchange. You may Google Binance and I'll give you an example of something that happened a year ago was someone created a fake Binance account that was trending in the Google results. And the URL was different than Binance. It looked similar, but it had a strange character above one of the letters in Binance. And they were able to redirect people. So people thought they were they were Googling Binance. And then when it popped up, instead of typing in Binance.com in the, in the web browser, they were clicking on the link, redirecting to this cloned website that was designed to look like Binance. And then when people logged in, it, it basically stole your information. And a lot of that information was utilized to... Um, to access people's accounts and make, you know, make trades. It was actually used at the time to kind of manipulate uh, some trading, you know, trading on, on the, uh, on the platform where it triggered, I don't know if it was a bunch of buys or sells that made the price run in a certain direction. But that's what happened because when you Google the website, make sure you look at what you're clicking on, pay attention to that URL and make sure that it is the actual company's website. Another thing you want to be aware of is fake apps, apps that are designed also to, to steal your information. For instance, a fake app for an exchange. Not every exchange has an app, but even the exchanges that have an app, you want to make sure you're going to the actual verified app. Um, give you another example. So two years ago, Poloniex, which is another exchange. Poloniex is one that I used quite a bit prior to, um, prior to Binance being available. And what happened with Poloniex is they didn't have an app. But if you went to the Google Play Store, there was a Poloniex app there. That was a fraudulent app, so much so that when Poloniex found out about it, they basically posted on their exchange that they didn't have a legitimate app yet. And so that was just designed for you. You download that app, and what happens? It will hide, you know, worst case, it, it could hijack a lot of other information on your phone. But even at the minimum, as soon as you try to log into it, it now has your login credentials. So Poloniex app, you know, that was something that happened. So be aware. Uh, you know, a lot of exchanges now have apps that you can utilize, but I would say make sure you're on the actual legitimate website. And then from there, if it if that website links you to the Play Store or the App Store to download the app, then that, that's a lot safer bet than just searching for it on the App Store and maybe coming across something that may have passed, you know, passed some basic, uh, you know, basic protocol as far as, you know, saying that, you know, the, the app store and play store approved it, but it hasn't been reported as a scam yet. So make sure that you're doing that. Even some crypto news apps that are out there, make sure it's legitimate news apps. There's so many different crypto apps when you search. I know, especially on play store, I, you know, I use Android. So when I look at the play store and, and just type in crypto, so many different apps out there. And, and so a lot of them are legitimate. Uh, some of them are, are lesser known and maybe they have good intentions from the people that created them. But there's a handful of them that are designed to steal your information. So at the front door, it may look like a uh, just a news app that's going to keep you up to date. But, you know, maybe it has you log in utilizing Facebook or some other protocol. And it could be designed just to just to steal your information. So be very, you know, very cautious of the different platforms you use and, and, and the websites that you use and the different apps that you choose to download onto your phone. You know, sometimes I found even the legitimate apps like Cointelegraph. Cointelegraph has an app and you know it is so much easier just to go to my Brave browser on my phone and I've got Cointelegraph website saved there. It's so much easier without having to download anything to my phone. So, uh, you know, just utilize that protocol and, and be safe. You know, crypto is, is here to stay. It's got a lot going on as far as, um, 
a lot going on as far as what's coming, what's what's in the future. You know, cryptocurrency is the future. When people realize that cryptocurrency and blockchain is not going away, it's got a lot to, um, a lot that's going to change in the world. Uh, security is never going to go away either, and also the fact that there will people be people with ill intentions from you know from the time the internet was created. Uh, there's been people with you know ill ill intentions to steal your information, steal your money, uh, and that's. And I mean, I honestly offline as well, not just online. So uh, taking it, taking control of security is key and not relying on a third party to keep all of your information safe. All right. So that's it for our episode today. I definitely want to thank you for listening in. And just a reminder, you know, if you're if you're new to cryptocurrency or just wanting to learn more about the space, uh, this podcast is designed to educate the new person, the beginner. And also, if you've been around a while, I'll give you some different nuggets of information from stuff I find from research that can help you continue that learning journey. We also have a beginner's guide on Amazon for sale. It's a very short book, a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. It's called the same name as this podcast, From No Crypto to No Crypto. And it basically just gives you the, the beginning points of where to look for information, what to utilize, who to follow on different social media sites, and just some general terms and information you want to know. It's available on paperback and Kindle ebook, so you want to check that out. It's 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 not very expensive, only a few dollars. It was just designed to get people started. So uh, that's it for today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.